0: If you want to hold our hair while we barf in the plants outside of the bar, we'll do that for you. So go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, click
1: the banner at the top. And on Sunday, May the 26th at Two Crows Brewing on Brunswick Street, we will see you there.
2: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands.
0: Biden down, baby. Per capita export value. Libraries. I Minister, mean, so are you embarrassed by your behavior today? There's, there's a lot of bleeding hearts around. Do you have the fortitude, or the going to, ask you to stand up and come across here and say that to me, you son of a bitch? Just watch me.
1: He certainly went too far, Mr. Speaker. When he, I saw him stick his tongue out. Contemptuous
0: disregard. More than a slab of bacon talking here. The disappointment you also feel is my responsibility. I lost my temper. What is the nature of your thoughts?
2: The word was F A R T.
1: Um, hello, welcome to Canadian Politics is boring. My name is Reese, I'm with me is Jesse. Hello.
0: Um,
1: so um, we we made somebody angry. We did. Someone very angry. Okay. Yeah. Are you talking about a, that review again? No, no. Somebody was commenting on one of our posts um, and ranting at as they were really offended by our appearance on Global News. Are you serious? Well, I didn't yeah. see this. Where was None this? Of, <laughs> I, I I tried to send. I tried to f- protect you from it. Because I know, um, they, they you, you your congratulations to the premier. They were like, "Why would you congratulate him on COVID numbers? This is disgusting." And then you said, um, like about um him celebrating in a small room with his friends, and they were really outraged. You'd suggest that um, I don't think they understood what jokes are.
0: <laughs> you got to send this to me, Reese. This sounds no, no, amazing.
1: I, I, they they would like literally like write in essays, and I bl- I just blocked them because like, this is I don't like this. This is weird. But anyway, they were very, very offended by your jokes about <laughs> the premier um,
0: living by his own standards for everybody else, and yeah. Um, oh wow! I wish i had <laughs> seen that. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. Oh well. But, Delete yeah. deleting media to keep to to to, to keep my virgin eyes um, from. Harm? Is that? Uh, I can't. Well, I'm, my I'm brain is in a fog sure, right now. I can't. I'm pretty sure it's the same I've person. I've had a lot of ginger beer with supper, and I'm just <laughs> – uh, the sugar is really starting to hit my brain right now, and I'm just like, I oh, can't okay, lose the words. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's the same person who did leave that really bad
1: review because they, they re- used the term hacks twice. They called us hacks.
0: I okay. i not sure people
1: use that term anymore, so I think it was. But they'd be really happy to know that we turned that review into a T-shirt.
0: So <laughs> if you want to make that person more angry, please go and buy one of those T-shirts. <laughs> think this is a horrible idea honestly you're just encouraging bad reviews
1: so yeah so um hopefully we'll sell some of those those t-shirts and make those angry people
0: twice as angry (laughs) It's honestly it's okay it's like some would say it's a brilliant idea to turn our bad reviews into merchandise that people can then buy but honestly it sounds like you're encouraging people to leave bad reviews for us (laughs) but like whatever that's fine yeah but i uh, but if we
1: turn our good reviews into t-shirts that just makes us look really smug so
0: honestly the fact that i pissed someone off on ctv news by global news now global, global news. now because- <laughs> it makes me it makes me really happy that's you mean that's the genuinely- non cbc outlets yeah that's right yeah it makes me happy that i pissed someone off talking about uh, what a shit job our premiers doing that's or were they they didn't
1: like I don't think they read jokes as jokes. I think they thought you were expressing an opinion that you hoped him and his loved ones caught COVID.
0: I do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> See, another joke. There we go. They're going to be so angry if they listen to this. <laughs> anyway. Uh, any any Anything exciting happening in your life? Anything going on on Jesse?
0: Jesse Island? Jesse Island. Um, it was nice. and uh, I went for a nice walk today in the in the woods, um, thinking about moving to Montreal. Yeah. Cool, yeah. I don't Why? know.
1: Any, Why? Any
0: reason in particular? Nova Scotia is is I've I've I'm I've I've been here enough. <laughs> that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's Fair all. Enough. All I really have to say about that. Do you, um, you know what
1: I did? Do you know what I did? What'd you do? I needed to do some real landscaping, and I rented a skid steer. And oh, what is this? That just sounds dirty. It's like a mini digger. Like a big machine, diesel-powered machine with like a bucket that you lift. And Did you put this on it. our Instagram? I want to see this. I didn't, no. I didn't. It was it was a very personal experience. I just okay. okay. <laughs> no,
0: it was great. I moved like eight. Honey, where are you going ago. with that mini digger? None of your fucking business. This is a very <laughs> personal experience. Me and the digger. Just Leave us day alone. Day. Why been- can't I have time alone with the digger? <laughs> I spent all
1: day just moving over 18 tons. It was great. <laughs> okay. And uh, I recommend it. If, if you ever just got a quiet day and you're looking for something to do, just rent some heavy machinery and drive it around. It's great. <laughs> not, not for any particular
0: purpose. Just to drive it around. All right. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Sure. Well, I, trust me, once you've got it, you find things to do with it. <laughs> kind of works itself
0: <laughs> so Reese, why did you move the car onto the lawn <laughs> don't worry I'll move it back ha <laughs> <laughs> ha right exactly okay exactly, exactly.
1: Sure. Yeah. Uh, anyway oh, wow. okay. You, you, you're you ready to learn about some stuff and some uh, things? no no
0: fine I'm stuck in this podcast of like that's a really nice way of describing our show <laughs> encouraging the listeners to be enthusiastic and stay with us. You know how I feel about politics. (laughs) It has not changed. It has not changed. And now we have a successful podcast that pays us. And so I'm not going anywhere. But I'm like, Jesse, are you ready to learn about Canadian politics? And my answer every fucking time is going to be, no. No, I'm not ready to learn about Canadian politics. No. But I'm gonna, aren't I? The amount of shit I've learned over the past two years is astounding. I have so much knowledge about this fucking country's polit- political system and history, that blows my mind. I never would have learned this stuff. I guess it's good for a cocktail party or something. Anyway, what are you going to be? Pretty boring cocktail party. Are <laughs> <laughs> you just calling the content of our own show that you curate boring? Well, not only in a party context. I guess it is in our title. So. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I don't know. There's other stuff you could be talking about at parties than. Than, uh, Canadian
0: uh, parties are boring. That's yeah, what we're changing our title in to. AC in
1: 1999, and may or may not have won ten thousand dollars.
0: <laughs> Did you know he may or may not have? <laughs> no All right. What do you? Sure. What do you? This, I hope this is a good one. Just give me this something. One, this you know what? I'm going to take. I'm going to take it back. I'm going to take it back. Uh, you have wowed me and entertained me more times than I can right. admit. So. I'm just cranky. <laughs> I've had too much yeah, sugar. It's,
1: it's, is that it's bad too much news? Sun. I gave you about the angry person. That's exactly. That's probably what it is. Yeah. So, this, this, you
0: know, you you it, more often than not, you do give me some really juicy tidbits of gray matter ticklings, sh- ticklings. Great. Yep.
1: That's perfect. Well, nice this one's kind that. of more. This one's kind of a more mind blowing than every, anything else. All right. So, have, have you ever heard of Project Surname? No. Really? You haven't done a project study. You know I haven't. Well, good. I didn't either till I researched it. So I just got a week's head start on you. <laughs> so the, the, this story is kind of anchor, anchored around an individual and something he did. So his name, uh, his name was Abraham
0: Abe Ockpick. Um, and he Whoa, whoa, whoa! Nope. You can't just blow by a name like that. Say wait, he was, is, is,
1: is It is it an Inuit name. Abraham Abe Okpik. That's O-K, amazing. P
0: I K. It's a great name. Abraham, Abraham Abe. Arkpick. Abraham Abe. So Abe Abe. No, I think I think that's just like,
1: you know, when they put like commas in the middle for a nickname.
0: Oh! Everyone, everyone would have called him Abe. Oh, I see. Okay, I gotcha. Okay.
1: They so... didn't like call him David Dave. <laughs> right. Okay, I gotcha. <laughs> David Dave. <laughs> it was Abraham. Abe in inverted commas, Ockpick. So oh, okay. Abe, Abe was born in 1929 in uh, the Mackenzie Delta area of the Northwest territories. Um, and he was brought up in the Anglican church, but was also raised traditionally. So as a kid, he hunted and trapped and traveled by uh, dog sled um, and uh, built uh, igloo uh, to to sleep mm-hmm. in. So he kind of had a traditional Inuit upbringing um, but when he was eight, when he was eight years old in 1937, he was sent to a residential school, um, and he didn't he didn't um, he he didn't have a good time, as you can imagine. Like a lot of right. people didn't. Most of them didn't. Yeah, yeah. And and despite struggling because he didn't know English, he was he spoke a, his kind of uh, traditional language. Um, he struggled, but he was a gifted student and pick, caught up pretty quickly and became a, a reader. Uh, and he, uh, an avid reader and he learned uh, English and skipped grades two, four, and five. Um, wow. Sm- smart kid. It is smart. Um, and then it, but in 1941, his dad removed him from school so he could assist his family with trapping instead. Oh, okay. You're a genius, but we just, we just need more trappers. So he made a living as a hunter then, um, and while he was running his dog team and bringing home caribou min- meat for the winter, he injured his leg and left him permanently disabled. But despite oh, that, shit. he just carried on hunting and trapping. He just found a way to, to get by. So quite, quite a... Like, already, young kid, already had very done way more than we did by the time we were that age.
0: <laughs> what well, How, kind of how old was life, he?
1: From 1942.
0: How so old he was would, he? Oh, okay, yeah.
1: So he would have been... Thirteen, and he'd already done all that by the time well, he was what thirteen.
0: Were you? What were you doing at the age of thirteen?
1: We've already been over this. <laughs> <in Commandant laughs> I
0: know. I just wanted to bring it up again,
1: <laughs> over and over again. <laughs> I completed it as the Allies and the Soviet Union. So, um, so uh, he then got some work. You know, when we did our Cold War episode episodes, we talked about like the nuclear. Missiles coming over, or the bombers coming over over Canada to bomb America. Do you remember? Do you remember that? If Russia was going to bomb America, they'd fly over Canada over the Arctic Circle. Oh, yes, I do remember that. Yeah. So the the distant early warning line or the dew line was like a series of radar stations. So that created some opportunities for people in the far north to have some work. So he he worked on um, his family or his community were involved in the construction, but. It also had like really long lasting damaging effects on the, the way they lived their lives. They made a big mess. Um, and the government didn't finish cleaning it up until like twenty fourteen. Um even though Jesus. they started all this in the fifties. So um and then um Abe in nineteen forty five was diagnosed with tuberculosis. Fuck. Um, and he spent three years in hospital. Um Jesus. And, he, and then he caught tuberculosis again in nineteen fifty seven. Oh my god. And then he was in hospital for another 18 months. So he's had a pretty rough, pretty rough time. Like living in the hospital for for three years and then 18 months? Three years and then another 18 months in the hospital, yeah.
0: Good Lord.
1: Yeah. So, but what, the one thing that, because he was, he'd, he'd, he'd been to school and he'd been incredibly gifted. And even though we'd had to kind of go leave school to do really practical stuff, um, he he'd learned English, but he still had a he'd still like a, had a, master, a mastery of traditional language his traditional language, um, and so he found himself uh, more and more being be a translator. So he was a translator for the Diefenbaker government, and also started to translate <coughs> books from English uh, to Nick to Nick to it. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Um, uh, just so that they could actually have books to read in the Inuit language. He was oh, the cool. Fir- so he, he was one of the first people to do that because he was, you know, pretty smart and could both speak both languages. And then he started to organize and administer um, different government programs because they clocked on that he was really clever and he obviously had local knowledge and could speak English really well. And that's that's when Project Surname happened. And Project Surname is mind blowing because before the 1960s. Um, Inuit people didn't have surnames, really, because they didn't need them. I guess the, gov- the Canadian government,
0: though, wanted- so like they just in yeah, like what would they do? I guess yeah, I was, like was Dave, two people- Jill, Peter, Barry, no, you don't, you just- <laughs> George, Jeff. These are the Steve, names you're you're thinking the Inuit Susan. gave to one another. Yeah, hundreds yeah, but- of years ago, Dave, Susie, Jill. Hundred years ago,
1: this was like yeah, but the, the the thing was is that if you live in a small community and you are you only are aware of like maybe a hundred people, you don't need surnames.
0: No, but if you're having kids, if you're pregnant and you're you just had kids or whatever, you want to name your kids, you have to know every single person's name in that community so that you don't double up. They probably did, or if they did, they go that's tall
1: Dave and that's short Dave.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. <laughs> It was It was actually a lot more complex and um, actually quite an interesting way that um, that they named people uh, rather than it wasn 't like tall Dave and short dave it was the names were um, given by the elders and reflected their culture, environment, animals, family, and spirits, so it meant that everyone had these really unique, beautiful names based on a lot of information about them rather than just. You know, picking whatever was the most popular name of the day or your, your favourite celebrities, baby. <laughs> um, do you know how the the federal government, didn't like that they didn't have last names? So, so they 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 came up with their own system, um, and it seems very bizarre the right. system that they came up with. So, to identify Inuit populations, they 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 had to wear a disc around their neck and the disc numbers carried information about the identity and residence of each individual
0: person. Hold on, why, what, what? So they had to, or else what? What if you didn't wear this fucking thing? This is weird, man. (laughs)
2: Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
1: They, they had their own... So, like, the elders would choose the names for the kids based on... They had no need for family names. The communities were pretty tight. But then, you know, European customs flowed in from the kind of Canadian government, the federal government, and with things going on, so you know, they didn't like that because obviously they like keeping records, and a lot of it is like an oral tradition; it doesn't fit together. So they decided they needed a numbered disc that they had to wear around their neck um, to to identify them.
0: I, I can't. So hold on. <laughs> They told you this one was mind-blowing. So these are government, this is the government enforcing this on, on these people up north. Yes. The, the Inuit up north. So you don't have a last so, name, so here's your disc. But they're how are they enforcing this?
1: They just they just give them to them. Not, they like y- they go, who are you? and they write their name down. And then so the discs
0: were an inch across. Burgundian. But hold on, yeah, yeah, just hold on. Wait, sorry. So the government's like, here's your discs. What's this? This is to identify who you are. I know who I am. All these people know who I am. Yeah, well, I don't. Well, my my name is so-and-so. Well, I don't. Right. So here's your label. Wear this whenever we show up or just wear it all the time. And if you don't wear it, we'll ask you to wear it again. Like what? I don't. I imagine they probably took it off to go in the shower, but you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. But like, hold on. When the government employee, when the government, you know, guys, whoever gave this, whenever they left. They're just all these, the Inuit people just hanging around with these discs around their neck looking at each other like, are we still wearing these fucking things? Or do you guys want to take these off <laughs> no now? Here now. <laughs> Can we just,
1: let's just take our discs off. Like, seriously? I know. It's just, it's so, like I said, it's bizarre.
0: It's so, crazy.
1: So so it was a, a burgundy disc that was an inch across made of pressed fiber or leather. It had a hole to be threaded with a caribou thong and sewn into a parka for safekeeping. Um, or they could be worn around the neck; they were stamped with the eskimo identification Canada around the edge, um, and then the number was broken down into several parts: e for Inuit living in in east e for Inuit living east of Goer Haven and w for those in the west. This would follow, be followed by a one or two digit number that indicated the area the person was from. The last set of numbers would identify the individual. Um, they were used between 1941 and 1978. Um, so a, a young, <laughs> a young woman would they would ignore her Inuit name, and if she'd been baptised by the church as Annie, her disc would say Annie E seven one two one or something like that. <laughs> she was basically just kind of a Like very, a droid from Star Wars. Yeah, exactly. Just just labelling people with a code that would go, oh, they, this is Annie from this, this this sector east of this place.
0: Jesus Christ.
1: Uh, so it's it's bizarre, isn't it?
0: I'm I mean a thought popped into my head, which is if you're the government of Canada and you need a census. And from what I understand, a census is important. I don't know why a census is important. I don't, but I've been told it you're is You don't know where your stuff is. <laughs> I guess. But if you want to know how many people, you know, uh, what age, what their names are, their blah, 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 blah. And you've got a large grouping of people with only first names, you know, and no real ties to, you know, like I can understand their the government's need to, to kind of like figure out how to file those, file that group of people, uh, amongst all the rest of the people in Canada, so that they could just keep track of everybody. So, like, this was a really piss poor way of doing that, but it was an like I don't know. There there's, there's got to be a better way.
1: <laughs> yeah, and in, in this in the mid sixties, they realised that this this is probably like not giving people disc discs and numbers on <laughs> probably wasn't the best way of. So that, that's that's where Project Surname came from. They they decided that they should let. Inuit people choose a surname essentially and then be registered with that surname. So Abe was selected or um, Ockpick was selected to lead the project.
0: So that just, why didn't they think of this in the first fucking place?
1: They could have just done that rather than good all this effort of going, let's create a disk, and this is the really complicated code system. They could have gone, you just pick one. And then the Inuit could have completely ignored them after they left again. Yeah, go, like, go ahead. You, yeah. could even, you could literally just forget your surname and right? worry about
0: it. Nobody's going to use it. Nobody. You don't have to use it. Nobody cares except for the person who gave it to you and then left. Yeah. So, they, so they could have it for their files. Like just.
1: <laughs> so so from, from 1970 to 1971, um, Abe or Ogpick – traveled to various communities in the Northwest Territories, in Nunavut and Nunavik in northern Quebec. Um, and because he could, he spoke a lot of anuk tik uh, dialects um, and English, he was able to communicate with loads of different Arctic communities. So uh, he would go around, explain to them why they'd set up Project Surname and then ask them what their surname was of choice. Um, and he worked with a, a linguist to kind of standardize the spellings. Um, and some Inuit Inuits weren't, some of the Inuit people weren't happy with his efforts, claiming that he only asked men, or mainly only asked men, and then allowed relatives to choose surnames for families who weren't there during the naming process. <laughs> he what? Say that again. <laughs> so he mainly asked men to choose surnames. So men were choosing surnames for. For the whole family and women, um, and also family members would choose a, a name for somebody who wasn't present if he was there picking their names. So, could imagine the hijinks. Oh, that's funny! Just making that's it up. funny. Right? What does their last name want to be? I don't know. Turd. Turd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you come back to the door. Everybody's laughing. What? What are you laughing at? What happened? I never guess what happened today. Like, and passport. thus,
0: the long lineage of Mister and Missus Turds were born. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. The proud turd family. Oh, no, exactly. So, so even though it was kind of like it was criticized
1: to a certain extent, um, no one has really tried to change or remove their surname since.
0: So, even I mean, the turds. Just... <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We're very so, proud of our of our heritage. <laughs> but I think
1: I think it's amazing though that he completed it in 1971. So from the mid 60s. Um, sorry from from the late 60s to late 1971 he traveled all across the north helping people like pick their surnames so they didn't have to have those stupid disks
0: anymore <sighs> well okay that's i'm sure they honestly like i don't think they had to have the disks honestly like seriously i don't think anyone was checking okay no one was like enforcing this they just had them in a cupboard. There was a big pile of discs. Honest, probably. Seriously, what would you have done? You know, they're not sticking around. The people who gave you these things.
1: <laughs> I would have sold them on eBay.
0: So at first, you've got this, oh. you know, community of Inuit. And then like a guy in a fucking helicopter shows up and hands you a bunch of discs and say, this disc is who you are. And they're like, okay. And then the guy gets in his helicopter and goes away. And then you just take your discs and throw them in the fucking lake. And then a few years later, someone that you may, may or may not know or whatever speaks your language comes in. And is like, you're getting another name. <laughs> okay. And then they just give you a name. Turd, you're now Mr. Turd. Hokey dokey, and off he goes. Nothing's changed. <laughs> like, just, you know, they could do whatever, the, they could still do whatever the fuck they were doing before. It's not, you know, it wasn't up to, the, uh, anyway. Okay. <laughs> 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 so,
1: after Project Surname, Arkbik um, um, became, like, uh, like got involved in schools and re- represented a community in politics. He, like, worked really hard to simplify the writing system to, uh, for... Uh, in a uh, writing system, down to like forty-five letters, um, and a lot of the, the the system he came up with is still used today. Um, and also, he he did a lot for kind of translation, promoting the language and the culture. So he became like a real advocate in later life for it. Um, after he completed it, but wow. even today, there are still like cultural references to the discs um, in Inuit communities. So um, there is. Um, the Inuk singer Susan, I'm going to butcher Boyle? this last name Agu- Aglikark, um recorded a song called E eight E one eight six in two thousand, uh, which is a reference to the naming conventions, and also I was uh, going to say because otherwise that's just a banging song title, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and also you see him in painting sometimes, um, and there was a uh, Idlute. Who recorded a CD in uh, called E five seven seven zero? My mother's name in two thousand and five. And some people keep them for sentimental value, like their personal artifacts, or like they were like their grandparents, those kind of things. Hmm. So it's not like massively negative in how they see it. It just seems like a very, um, I suppose, is not. It doesn't feel like you're treating someone like an equal if you label them in that way.
0: yeah, but, but I just don't see like how that. they would care one way or another. I know. Yeah, it's kind of.
1: Oh yeah, cool. This is my desk. Great. Thanks. Bye.
0: <laughs> yeah. Right. <so> <laughs> I- <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> sure, it's insulting if they cared. You yeah. know, like <laughs> I don't. Yeah, no one lost any sleep over sure. Right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> if you could choose a last name, what last name would you choose? Other
0: than my actual last name. Yeah. If you could improve it. Uh, Bartholomew. Jesse Bartholomew. Just has a nice ring to it. Yeah? Yeah. I just
1: wouldn't have one. It'd just
0: be Reese. Oh, there you go. Kind of like Madonna. Or Prince. Or Prince. <laughs> right? <Exactly.
1: laughs>
0: oh, no, just no name at all. Just a symbol. <laughs> right. Or a, like a, a noise. A piz? podcaster formerly known as Reese. Just like a, a mouth noise. Like a salivating, like... <laughs>
1: no, no, I, I I want to be referred to as
0: just an eye roll. It's Not even a. roll. <laughs> <eyes. laughs> <laughs> I mean, you are just <laughs> <laughs> just just, 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 just whenever your head back is turned, head that's how that's we exactly. refer to you. <laughs> that would be better, I think. So,
1: yeah, did you? So, that was Project Surname. That was fascinating. I wouldn't call it entertaining,
0: but it was certainly fascinating. Why is it entertaining? You learned. Why is I, learning not entertaining? Because it's not always entertaining, Reese. That's not was how it. learning goes. What? It is when I, I learn about advanced calculus. It's not going to be entertaining. I'll tell you that much. I bet, I bet you advanced calculus. I bet I bet I can make calculus entertaining. All right, I'll take that challenge. What do you lose if you don't? What do I lose? Yeah, um, this is a bet. Uh,
1: my surname. <laughs> <laughs> no, you want that to happen.
0: You want to be just referred to as Reese. <laughs> The only one and only. (laughs) Um, The calculus was originally called
1: infinitesimal calculus, or the calculus of infinitesimals. Did you know that?
0: You're making that up on the spot? I'm not. You're Googling it on the spot? Yep. (laughs) Yeah. And it was developed in the, No, developed no. real no time Googling. No, no. This is not the show. Eden. The show is was, not. No, no. Check
1: this out. Check this out. No, you
0: take, you take your time with this and you come back to me. And if you, I'm going to do you, it now, I'm going to
1: prove to you. you no, know, if
0: you lose, you have to done. stuff 10 Timbits in your mouth at the same time. I've already 10. Done it. I can do it now. No, you've done four. You could barely do four. You're going to do 10.
1: Yeah. I, I was just literally just Google Gottfried Wilhelm Lieben And check out his wig. You want
0: me to to Google that name that no one on earth can spell? I can
1: spell it for you G O T T F R I E D. -D. W I L H E L M.
0: H E I H E L M. Gottfried Wilhelm. Lieben is L E I. Sick him up. Welcome to the new podcast, Googling Shit. Check out his wig. That's entertaining. Uh Check out his wig. Go on, go on Wikipedia. Hot fucking damn, Gottfried. That See, is you. one hell of you. a fucking wig, boy. He looks like Brian May.
1: See, I told you, I don't you know calculus who Brian May is, but that
0: is that is one hell of a wig. Guitarist is, from Queen as a fancy, fancy fucking man.
1: Told you, calculus could be interesting. Now you've got to be 10 Tim, but. <laughs> She took me two seconds of Googling to find something funny about Guckles Gottfried's hair. That's all you need to know. <laughs> no, I tell
0: you what, what I prefer is you've got to have his haircuts. cut. Uh, fuck, no. That's never, nope. I mean, get me the wig and we'll, I'll put it on for a photo shoot. We'll do that. It'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: It kind of looks like a chocolate fountain's coming out of the top of his head and
0: pouring down his shoulders. <laughs> that's what he asked for when he had the <laughs> wig made. <Exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> I would like a chocolate fountain pouring out of my head down onto my shoulders. Why are you talking like that, sir? I don't know. <laughs> so right. um, I've got a call to action. You have a call to action. You actually have a call to action this time, ready to You're go? You're not going to like it. Oh, fuck. All right. Well, Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Told you wouldn't like it, but it okay. Why, okay, give them a reason why. Why should they join our Instagram? It's full of fun. Um, <laughs> it's full of fun. Reese puts an uh, awful lot of effort into the posts that nobody reads. They do.
1: One of our posts recently had, um, at least three likes, <laughs> maybe four. <laughs> I haven't checked.
0: You could so be the we'll, fifth. Yeah, yeah. Oh I boy, did. happy day. <laughs> please join our instagram and make Reese shut up about this just go, to, go. you're gonna like it it's fun if you enjoy scrolling randomly through your tiktok feed and stopping perhaps for one to three seconds on a post and maybe taking your thumb and tapping the screen for a heart you should add us to that list well, it's mm-hmm. called, it's to fun it's stuff it's got
1: um, me running with a chainsaw. It's got that is um, true. That is on the offensive global news ap- appearance. More, um, he's <laughs> yep. got um, our our re-edited version of the get back out the Nova Scotia pub- public access thing.
0: That was fun. Um, People asked if that was real.
1: Me con- comparing Doctor Strang and the Premier to Tim and Eric, famous comedians. That was fun. Jason Jason Kenny struggling to get a, um, a refueling. Thing at the gas station
0: out of his truck
1: and is stuck.
0: That was very funny. Um, so how we was, got more Instagram people last time was you just spending a good 20 to 23 minutes talking about what was on our like describing our Instagram post? Yeah,
1: yeah, happy family day where I replaced Stephen Harper's family with just Stephen Harper's face on their bodies.
0: <laughs> okay. I think we're done. That's enough of a tease. <laughs> have we sold you yet, dear listener? Are you on your Close phone right now? So much. Do you think so you have much. the energy in you to just kind of swipe over to Instagram and type our name in? That's an awful lot of time wasted, I realize. but Or you could just you know click the show notes. I'm sure Reese has a little thing, and you can just click it and hit follow. That's the 10, That's been 10, right. just 10 seconds week. out of your time.
1: last post I'm going to describe um, from Wafakak is the gods of Wafakak. Oh, yeah. Angry Bill who controls the trees. Uh Jennifer Susan, goddess of water, and Stephen Beanbolt, who leases the sky.
0: <coughs> See, go I, check that out. I love Wafaka. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, that's your call to action today, folks. An oldie but a goodie. Please join our Instagram. It makes Reese cry when you don't. Every day that you don't, he <coughs> cries. He's just constantly yeah. tearing. Why apart.
1: why can't why can't we be influencers? <laughs>
0: 'Cause no one fucking listens to us. (laughs) (laughs) Gottfried does, he loves our show. (laughs) Okay, goodbye. (laughs) Bye. Bye.